Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Bane. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F*** you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did the Bowser With the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, power Yeah, hello, uh, hello, hello Hello, hello Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Rolling Sound, this is episode 362 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Big underscore Bane, what is going on, man? Dude, not a whole lot. We're Skyping it once again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, is this going to be the new norm? I don't know, man. <laughs> Who the hell knows? You know, I'm kind of just, I, I'll i be honest with you, I'm a little bit more comfortable right now than I am when, when we podcast in person. I'm sitting here in, in a big cushiony chair, got my feet propped up, you know? You know, I, I've been thinking this here more recently. <laughs> you, you know, we, we podcast, and people don't know this, but we podcast in folding chairs, right? Yes. Mine's like a Royal Rumble 2012 chair, so it's got the padding on it. Sure. But, you know, yeah. full disclosure, it's not that comfortable. I sit in a steel yours, chair. Yeah. <laughs> yours is straight up uh, 1997 WWF steel chair. You yeah. Know, like I, it's yeah, some, no padding, nothing. Yeah, something you'd Dude, hit Bill Venus over the head have, with. Yeah, how do we not have gamer chairs, you know? I don't, you know, I don't know. I mean, we we need to invest a little bit in that because it's like – I mean, they're hundred bucks a pop, brother. We can make it real cushiony right. in that room, dude. I mean, we need something like we're getting older, <laughs> right? Know, like it's that time. My hips start to crack whenever I leave your house. Yeah, it's a like, gosh dang. Like, oh, did you have a good workout? No, I just podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> just sitting <laughs> on my ass chair. for a half an hour. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's definitely a uh, a thing that I was actually thinking that the other day because I was recording a uh, interview with my new podcast, which we're going to talk about here a little bit later on. But yeah, I was sitting in this chair for like over an hour, and I was like, "My God, this thing's uncomfortable." Like, I need we need some new chairs, like stat. Yeah. I feel like Pam from The Office. We need new chairs. <laughs> Let's spend that surplus. Yeah, and then then when you uh, get your new chair, I get your old chair. Then I'll have two chairs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Only one more to go. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, we got a lot of fun stuff we're going to talk about today. We got a lot of wrestling talk, which is always fun to dive into. We got a little bit of movie talk. We got a little bit of toy talk. We got some announcements for Resolution Reckoning. It's coming up uh, January 30th, correct? Yes, I think so. Yes. I think that, that sounds right. January 30th, <laughs> Resolution Reckoning. We got some, we've already announced some big matches and we got some more to come. Plus, the start of our new tournament this is the best to never be WWE champion. So just today, as you record, as we record this, you dropped the tournament graphic on the BBPH918 uh, Twitter account, and already it's controversial. Yes, yeah. People are like, hey, where's uh, where's Paul Lorndorf? Hey, where's uh, Million Dollar Man? Where's Vader? Yeah. You know, where's uh, there's a couple others, I think, that people were requesting. I'm like, hey, I get it. It's only eight guys in the tournament. Right. But we can do this again. I, You know, come on. Like, yeah. there can be There can be more. Even even GBM was like, "Hey, where's Mantar?" You know that damn GBM. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mantar. He sh- he should have been the best. Yeah, you know, that guy's never had a figure. I don't think he needs a figure. I mean, absolutely. I would buy a Mantar figure. 
I think the only piece of merchandise he ever had is he had a WWF pog back in the day. Really? <laughs> I, I, I believe so, yeah. I bet he got hella commission off that, too. You, you know it, you know. It's like, well, <laughs> these retail for a quarter, so you get, you know, a quarter of a cent for every hundred sold. <laughs> Still making money off that. About as much as I make off streams. Exactly. <laughs> big, big money. <laughs> I always kind of, I've, I've heard Edge say on a podcast before, which I always thought this was interesting. He talked about merchandising. He said one time he was in like a Target and he saw Edge trash can, like a little kid's like bathroom trash can or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, where the hell's the commission for this? Like, seriously, like, right, I've yeah. never seen anything about that. So it makes me wonder if we even get anything for that. And it's, yeah, probably not, you know? No, probably not. <laughs> I, just thought, I just always think that's funny because, you know, back in the day, I remember when I was a kid, I had a, like WWF, like a comforter. And oh, yeah. I had a, my school like supply box, like my crayon box and kindergarten was WWF. Yep. And, you know, kind of, always kind of makes you wonder if those guys actually got paid off of that. I mean, I'm sure they did some, got something, but you never know. I'm sure, especially back then, I'm sure most of the money went to guys like uh, Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior. Who, who were on that. I remember my, my lunchbox was actually, it was not a lunchbox, it was a crayon box. It was Hogan, the Legion of Doom, and Jake Roberts. Yeah. And so, like, I'm sure they got something for it, you would think, but, I mean, you don't you don't know. You don't know how that stuff works. No. Well, anyway, big underscore Bane, we got a lot of uh, a lot of wrestling talk this week, so what do you say we dive into it? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bane take a little break, cracking them buying energies. Well, listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out Stone Cold. Big underscore Bane, your favorite in-ring performer in the history of the business, has returned, and he is challenging Drew McIntyre for the WWE title. I'm talking about Goldberg. Yeah, 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 that's a, that's a fun, 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 fun thing, fun thing for them to do. I think you said fun too many times. Yeah, it's just, it's fun, it's a fun thing. <laughs> I mean, I would actually be okay with Goldberg being like a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble. Right. Like, that wouldn't bother me. Yep. I'm not sure that this was the right call, though. I don't think so either. And it's one of those things where if uh, if he's in the wrong, I mean, if he's facing Drew McIntyre and he does the old job ski for Drew McIntyre, then, you know, whatever. That's fine. But I feel like we know WWE well enough to know that that's probably not going to be the case. Well, and, and speaking of that, why bring Goldberg in just to do a job, you know? Like, right. I understand your thought. I get that, right? But same time, why bring him in just to do a job? Right. Yeah. And I mean, unless this is some unless this is how they're setting up Goldberg versus Roman at the at WrestleMania, you know what I mean? Like and they're going to unify both titles at WrestleMania, then fine, but like why not let that be Drew versus Roman? Yeah. Like, I, exactly. Why does it have to be Goldberg? You yeah. Know? I mean, that's just a, I don't know, man. It's bad. It's really bad. What What I, this is kind of what I hope. Um, I, I hope the rock, we, we kind of made that prediction of like, maybe we hope the rocks in the Royal rumble and he wins that. And yeah, that's, that's the title match, the rock and Roman at WrestleMania. I'm hoping drew beats Goldberg, but there's some sort of outside interference story told, to set up a Goldberg match at WrestleMania because I feel like that makes more sense than him just losing clean. And I'm not, I, I'm not saying I want Goldberg to win, but wait a it's second. It's kind of like if they brought in Sting for a one-off title match just for him to lose. But wait a second, I just remembered. I think the Miz still has his Money in the Bank contract. Oh, so this could be right. a thing where maybe Goldberg wins, but the Miz comes out and takes the title. Yeah, or he does the whole triple threat thing could be but but even still is that what we want <laughs> no know? we don't want goldberg there at all i mean that's just right that's just the thing but um but I, i'm kind of wondering like at what who does goldberg even wrestle at wrestlemania you know even if he is the champion even if he does win the title right i feel like the only person is either uh drew mcintyre again or roman reigns and that's 
that is still something I don't care to see. Right. So I, yeah. So either way, it'll be interesting. I think um, that, I mean, at the same time, you know, like I think they have a lot of confidence in Drew McIntyre and maybe they're thinking Drew can get something out of, out of Goldberg and who knows? Well, who knows? And also too, Drew was also the man to beat Brock Lesnar pretty easy. So that, that, that's true. Maybe, maybe they're thinking, well, he did it to Brock. Let's have him go through Goldberg too. Now, there you go. There you go. Could be. Um, this was just announced. Um, this is an interesting one right here. Roman Reigns is going to be defending the universal title against WWE producer Adam Pierce. Now, Adam Pierce is pretty well known on the independent level. He was a traveling NWA world champion. He was he ran Ring of Honor, competed for Ring of Honor. Uh, he wrestled a lot in the Midwest. Um, so I know a lot of the guys that I have known through my career are super pumped about this. Adam Pierce was a guy who tried out for WWE many of times and kind of kept getting the, well, if you were a little bit younger, we'd definitely grab you. If you were a little bit younger, we'd definitely grab you. Um, he eventually got a job as a producer for NXT. He did, and as a coach, and did great there. Eventually went on the road to become a producer on the main roster. And we've seen him on TV here and there, kind of doing producer stuff. Now he's wrestling Roman Reigns for the Universal title at the Royal Rumble. This is quite interesting, man. It's I don't I don't know the story about how this came to be because I haven't kept up with like the week to week television in a long time, but um, I'm interested to see what's going to happen. I mean I don't know anything about Adam Pierce other than what I've read just in the past two days of this being announced, but sure. like I'm I'm excited to see what they do. I don't think this is going to be super competitive, but I I'm. Curious to see if they'll allow it because I mean WWE only has had him as a producer, so I mean I, he might just do a quick little job. But like if if he's as great as he is, and I mean he obviously he was NWA World Champion at one point, so clearly he's pretty damn good. I would like to see that match. I'm super intrigued by this. Not that I'm like, oh my god, this is gonna be the greatest match of all time. But like you were saying, it's it's intriguing enough to be like, whoa, that's what they're doing. Like that's that's something. So, you know, who knows that if if this goes well, this could lead to maybe him getting a a bit of a a run. You never know. I mean, it's not like that because when they said he was too old, it was just because he was like in his mid thirties, right? And I think they thought too old to invest time in, sure. and you know, come. And become a, a thing. I, I, it's hard to say. And, you know, here more lately, I feel like they've had success with guys who are, you know, maybe a little bit north of what they wanted age-wise, but are, that were still good in the ring. So they're like, okay, why not? But I'm, I'm super excited to see what happens here. Um, I don't really know, like, if this was a Roman idea. I don't know how, who pitched this idea and how this came to be. But this is definitely intriguing. And I know sometimes at the Royal Rumble, they uh, – they do go a little bit left field with their title matches because they know that the Royal Rumble matches themselves is what sells the show. Right. And so I applaud them for this. I think this is a cool thing. And, and you know, I know they're trying to think of outside-the-box ideas to get people invested. I think, in my opinion, this was a very good call in that regard. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, the old Twitterverse had, had very mixed reactions, but this is something that got people talking. And it to me, yeah. to me it's better than Roman versus G, Jey Uso for the fourth time. Uh, right. And so I'm, I'm cool. Or, or Roman versus uh, Kevin Owens for the third time. You know, I'm, I'm cool with this. I, I think this is something different. You know, I, I do also know that Shinsuke came back last week. So maybe like next month. We'll I, get... see, I didn't even know he was gone. Yeah. I, well, I didn't either, but like, I just saw a tweet from WWE saying he's back. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, I, I've heard that this could lead to a push for Shinsuke, which is, I'm all about that. Like, it's about time. It's definitely about time. I mean, what, what was it, like two, three years ago, he was the winner of the Royal Rumble. After that, yeah. nothing. And Pretty so, much nothing, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm all about a Shinsuke push. I, I love the guy. I think he's awesome. So, Yeah, I mean, I think this is definitely a cool thing. And, you know, I know, like I've said before with the Royal Rumble, it's easy to not be that intrigued with the rest of the card. You just kind of watch it because it's there. Yeah. But the rumble matches are what sell those shows. But this is a match where I'm like, Oh, I'm very excited to see what happens here. And it may not be a long match, but can we dude, Adam Pierce was probably pretty well given up. Right. Ever being a WWE talent. Yeah. The guy's going to have a title match with arguably the top guy in the business. Yeah. At the Royal rumble. 
that's awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, like that, that's super cool. I got, I gotta, I gotta mention this because we were I, on the energy shot uh, last week when we were recording. Spoiler alert, because it hasn't released yet. But we were talking about um, surprise entrance in the Royal Rumble, and mm-hmm. why the hell did they go ahead and? have Shinsuke come back and not have that be a surprise for the Royal Rumble. I mean, you and I didn't know he was gone, but obviously if you're keeping up with the TV, that would have been a huge deal. Sure. Like, what? Dude, there's a lot of, t- yeah. lot. dude, do you remember back in 2002 when they announced that Mr. Perfect and Val Venus and like, uh, gold dust were all going to be returning as part of the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Dude, could you imagine the pop? If Mr. Perfect's name came up and no one knew he was going to be there. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, so why would you announce that? Like, that's <laughs> insane to me. Yeah. It's just. And, and I know there's different theories of different things of, like, why they do stuff. and But, yeah, I'm like, because, number one, he hadn't been Mr. Perfect in, like, what, 10 years right. at that point? Yeah. He'd been Kurt Henning over in, uh, you know, WCW. Like, that would have blown. And it, he's still got a massive pop. But imagine if no one knew he was going to be a part of the match. Oh, yeah. It would have been huge. Right. So, yeah, Shinsuke comes out as a surprise. Huge deal. Only thing I can figure is they have something planned. And, and I, I don't know, but, like, I, I hope they have something cool planned. I just – I think with um, with them doing the Thunderdome stuff, like, it's – I don't want to say that they're not trying as hard because I think that they are. I just hope they don't. Because I understand the live pop is what we all live for, especially in the Royal Rumble, and that's not going to be the same this year. Right. You can kind of manufacture it and stuff, but I still want some surprises. I still want to be excited for the Royal Rumble. So let me let me. I hope something cool happens. Yeah, I do too. Um, what about you know? I, we, me and you have discussed before. You know how many good guys that do like really good like top rope splashes. Oh yeah, and, you know Rob Rob Van Dam comes to mind. D'Lo Brown comes to mind. Eddie Guerrero. And those are really more frog splashes. But man, my God, nobody holds a candle to Snoop Dogg. Yeah, the uh, the the old doggy splash is what I like to call it, and uh, <laughs> that might be the best worst thing of the year so far. Yeah, and as far as wrestling, that that was. Wild. I, I, that's, I don't. I don't have much other word for it. God, I love Snoop Dogg. I think he's like probably my favorite all-time rapper because he's so damn cool. Um, yeah. And, but like, I could I could have lived without that. But at the same time, like, holy shit, that was fun to watch. See, and you know, I know there's always been a thing with wrestling using celebrities and stuff like that, and I'm and I'm all about it. But this is certainly a um, an instance that I. Did not anticipate yeah. um, happening. WWE, I feel like, would have been a lot more strategic and been like, nope, don't do a splash. Do something safer. Because I was actually at the show where Freddie Prince Jr. got beat up by Randy Orton. Yeah. And Freddie Prince Jr., a lot of people don't know this, he's a big wrestling fan. And he actually wanted to get hit with a chair. And they were like, absolutely not. And then they're like, well, how about the RKO? And they thought he probably couldn't take a good bump with it because he's not a trained wrestler. Right. So they had Orton do that move where he, like, grabs their neck kind of in reverse headlock and drops them their back on his back, you know? Yeah. And I think their thought was Orton can control that better and it shouldn't look horrible on television. Yeah. But I think in a weird way, having celebrities do stuff like this and when they do it so badly, it makes it, it makes everyone kind of realize – wow, this is actually harder than we thought. <laughs> yeah. like, this is not the easiest thing in the world. And the fact it's <laughs> like all the memes going around of that splash and even Sasha Banks com- commenting like, ah, we're going to have to work on that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Like that was just great stuff, I thought. Yeah, I loved it. You know, I, I like, I'm with you. I like when celebrities do that type of stuff because it's, it, it, it's very intriguing television. One of my favorite WWE Raw moments was when they had uh, Machine Gun Kelly there doing some song, and then Kevin Owens comes out at the end and power bombs him through a table. It's like, right. I love shit like that. So, I, I mean, he's not, it's not one of those celebrity things where they're like taking the place of some young up and comer superstar. You know, we always bitch about the, the, the celebrity WrestleMania matches and things like that. But like, this was just a fun little once off. It's like, I love it. And Snoop Dogg can do whatever the hell he wants because he's Snoop Dogg. 
Well, yeah, I mean, I think um, there's been a lot of instances like that of where they, they kind of get to do something in it. And sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not good. But, like, uh, I think the guy, his name is Serpentico, that Snoop Dogg splashed. Like, yeah. Like, that's a pretty cool story to tell. Like, you were that guy. You got to be that guy. Right, yeah. One time and just kind of a nobody in AEW. But, like, legit, he got to take a splash from Snoop Dogg. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but, I mean, even, like, back in the day, um, when they first did a, when WWE first did that thing with Stephen Amell, and they just had Stardust get in his face, like, that was cool. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, even though, and I, I obviously the idea was to lead to SummerSlam or whatever, but at that time, it was just kind of to see, I think, maybe plant a seed, see what happens. Right. Like, that, that's cool. Stardust gets in his face. He kind of gets up, like, what are you doing? And then later on, when he attacked Stardust, that was awesome. Yep. Like, all that stuff is cool if it's done well. And so, yeah, this came across looking like absolute garbage, but that's why I love it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Um, AEW, AEW made some more um, headlines. This was kind of, I think, shocking—not shocking, but definitely intriguing. Uh, the Good Brothers, Gallows and Anderson, the Impact Tag Team Champions, they show up in AEW and they all give the uh, two sweets, Omega and the Bucks. Yeah, dude, this is insane, right? I mean, that's like a straight-up Bullet Club reunion. The actual Bullet Club's not even happy about this. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> Which I I find that interesting. I mean, I, I don't know who, uh, like, I, I don't know why that would be, like, such a big deal. I mean, if you're all if you're all buddies and you, you all guys were all in the same group, I don't know why that would be a big deal. But, like, I, I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, we kind of knew impact crossovers were going to happen. So I, uh, I dig it. I'm all about crossovers and gallows and anderson were two guys i really wanted to see go to aew so yeah obviously that didn't happen initially and they went to impact but maybe you know that was a good thing because it, maybe it helped impact get a little bit more you know eyeballs or something i don't know but um i've always been a huge fan of gallows and anderson i felt like for some reason wwe just did not know how to capitalize on those guys now and, and i think we all know wwe doesn't really like tag teams very much so it kind of was what it was with them there, so I, I, I'm all about them going going elsewhere. I mean, they're too they're too good to be wasted, you know, right. on Raw or SmackDown. No, I definitely agree with that. So, I I don't know. Like, I, we're going to talk a little bit about the Good Brothers when we get into our toy talk. But I mean, I kind of wonder with this crossover thing, does that mean we can get Good Brother AEW figures? I don't know. Yeah, or or maybe that would lead to like a, a partnership deal with you know Jazzwares for Impact. You know, I mean, could be. You know, could be. Not not to be too competitive with the AEW figures, but I mean, who's to say if they're already working together? Why not? It's definitely possible. Um, some other news: uh, NXT. I guess there's been talk that they're wanting to start possibly like an NXT minor league, which is ironic because that's what NXT was, was the WWE minor league. And I think right. they've realized that it's essentially just kind of become its own brand yeah. within the WWE and um, possibly a, a, a minor league kind of thought, maybe on the terms of like what evolve is or something like that. I don't know. I find that very interesting. And the reason I do is because that to me, like the, the cool thing about NXT was building guys up, right? Yeah. Making stars. And then they go to the main roster. Well, the problem is a lot of the guys go into the main roster. Like they didn't get to do what made them good in NXT. So they kind of make some flounder. And then NXT kind of became about just signing indie guys or guys from Japan and mm -hmm. making them your stars. I don't know. I felt like a lot of people didn't get a huge rub being like NXT homegrown guys. Well, and that's, that's kind of you and I have actually talked about this like years back. I mean, when when NXT first started bringing in the big names, I mean we we right. had, we had talked about like, well, maybe they need a show straight from Full Sail that's just the actual developmental guys, mm -hmm. and and let them have their show, and then maybe they get called up to NXT, and then then they can play with the. Uh, the guys who are, you know, coming out from, you know, the indies who are huge names and things like that. I mean, because that, that to me, like, kind of makes more sense. And then, then they can go back to having their own network show, too. And right. it's not 
and it wouldn't be a huge deal because they can broadcast it from Full Sail or, or wherever the performance center or whatever it is now. Um, but I, I, I'm cool with that because it does. Like, it gives – it's an opportunity to really, like – own your own your craft like before you actually get to those big bright lights you know yeah well and i and i thought that too because like like i said i think nxt became something different than they were expecting yeah. and and now it's all like everyone's talking about oh the call up from nxt and i think that's be, kind of become a a curse because it's hard to call people up because you have to have someone to take that spot right like you can't right. you can't call up your top nxt guy unless you have another guy ready to take his spot. And that's kind of what they've always done, you know, like Shinsuke gets called up all of a sudden, Hey, Bobby Roode's your top guy, you know, right. Bobby Roode gets called up all of a sudden, you know, the next guy's your top guy or whoever it is. So there's a little bit of that going on, but I think overall, I, I think a, a, a NXT minor league type show would be good because you could also probably like mix and match and maybe throw, Maybe Adam Cole shows up one week and, and sure. wrestles a guy. I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if that's, again, is the answer more wrestling? Probably not. But, you know, right. yeah. that, that, might, that might be a thing, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think, it, I think it would be fun for the talent because, like I said, I mean, they're probably the developmental guys probably aren't getting a chance really to do anything as far as, like, you know, in ring experience. I mean, yeah, they're probably having the practice matches at the at the performance center, but like, I mean, I I can't speak from its experience, obviously, but I feel like the best way in the professional wrestling business to get experience in the ring is to have experience in like in the ring, like do right, matches, exactly. perform in front of people, uh, do promos and things like that. And you, I feel like you can't really do that inside of a performance center, not actually going through entire cards you, you definitely need the reps you know and, yeah and i think that's kind of a, an interesting thing too that that they've they've realized here more lately a reason why a kevin owens or a Sami Zayn or a lot of these guys adapted so quickly is they had a decade plus of getting their reps in right and i think a thing that they realized with hiring brand new guys Number one, when you're a pro wrestler, it takes you a while to figure out who the hell you are. Yeah. And so if you if, – I mean, e even look at guys that have been there for a long time that haven't really done anything. Like they're, some of them are starting to kind of figure it out. Um, but then again, it's also too like you get a lot of the going back to the drawing board. Like I just saw that uh, Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode formed a tag team. Yep. And they just actually won the SmackDown tag titles. And I'm like, that's awesome. You know, right. I think they're the dirty, the dirty dogs, you know. Yeah. yeah. Like that's really cool, but think of—I mean—but think about a guy like Chad Gable. How many things he's gone through? Right. He was American Alpha, then he was teaming with Bobby Roode wearing the robe, and then he was Shorty G, and now I think he's just Chad Gable again. So yeah, there's that process of trying to figure out who you are, and so having those experienced guys come in helped because they knew who they were and they were basically ready to go. Just kind of bring them up to the WWE system and then let them move on along. So. I think a minor league show will definitely be a it could be a very good thing for sure. All right, well, what do you say we uh, we dive into a little bit of movie talk here? Let's do it. This is Breaker and Beta at the movies. This is Breaker and Beta at the movies. This is Breaker and Beta at the movies. This is. All right, fellas. Go ahead and take it from here. What you got now? All right, I'll show you what we got now. Big underscore Bane. Um, this coming week will be the release. I think at least the digital release. I think the physical release will be a couple of weeks still. But the new DC animated original film, Batman Soul of the Dragon. This sounded super cool to me, but I had no idea it was going to be like an all 70s movie until we saw that trailer a while back. Yep. Um, I dig the fact, though, that DC on these animated movies, they take chances and they kind of do, they do different than what you're expecting. So I'm excited to watch this. Yeah, I'm excited to check it out for sure. I don't, I don't have the hopes that it'll be my favorite movie of all time, uh, but I... <laughs> Probably not, no. I, I, I'm looking at it as this is going to be a fun film and I'm excited to watch it. No, I definitely agree with that. And, you know, a lot of them have been 
decent or whatever. And every now and then you'll get one that's like, wow, that was really good. But for the most part, I feel like these movies, most of them are pretty decent. They're, they're, there's not there's a few stinkers, but yeah, not too many. I mean, I, again, with, with an, being an animated film, I don't go into it with the highest expectations either. I don't either. And, you know, and I think that's kind of usually what helps is that is that you kind of go in with low expectations and, you know, it, it, you just expect the movie to be what it is. And, right. you know, I mean, I, I think that's why it usually surprises us. Exactly. So that I think comes out digitally on Tuesday. So if you guys are looking forward to it, check it out. Um, and I think now it's time to dive into a little bit of toy talk here. Let's do it. Here we go, open the box, it's the part of the show We'll break your brain, do a bit of toy talk Here we go, open the box, it's the part of the show We'll break your brain, do a bit of toy talk Alright, so as we dive into our toy talk here uh, Super 7, they've already announced this, but now they're up for pre-order The Good Brothers, Gallows and Anderson have ultimate figures from Super 7 Now Super 7 has kind of recently got into the uh, the wrestling figure world With the New Japan figures Mm-hmm. They did figures for uh, the major wrestling figure podcast, Matt Cardona, Brian Myers, and now the Good Brothers. These are pretty awesome looking figures. They are not the cheapest. They retail for about $45 each plus shipping, but they do come in a really cool box. Um, Big underscore man, I, can, I think I know what you're going to say about this, but I'd like to get your thoughts anyway. Yeah, I think they look great, uh, but I, yeah, I'm not paying that price. Right. Is it just it's just way too much, right? Yeah, it's way too, way too much. And I mean, I don't know. My idea with collecting is like, obviously, I want the figures, but I'm eventually going to sell them. Like, I'm I'm not going to be 80 years old trying to pass down an AJ Styles figure to my kids. Sure. Um, like, it's I buy them to eventually sell them down the road, and. I look at it almost like as a, as a rainy day fund, realistically. And, and so, like, I, yeah, those figures might 10, 15, 20 years from now be worth a lot of money, but it's kind of a fly-by-night company at the moment for me. Um, like, I'd, it's really expensive figures, and I don't know how long this company is going to last, and I don't know if in 10, 15, 20 years that these figures are going to be worth anything. So I don't know. Like, it's it's uh, it's it's hard for me to invest that much money in it when I don't have faith that they're going to be worth anything. No, that that's a good point. I mean, I think, I think these will probably be a decent investment. And the reason I say that is because you can only get them online. So sure, yeah, it could be a thing where, like you said, down the road, you know, are they worth anything? Who knows? But I think you could probably at least get your money out of them most of the time. Yeah. Uh, Gallows and Anderson are an interesting set because they've never, They've only had just a few WWE elites. I mean, not many. I know Gallows actually had a uh, figures toy company figure back in the day. Mm-hmm. And then they had a, a, I think they only had one elite and then they had a few two packs, but not that many. Again, we kind of spoke earlier about them not really getting a lot in, um, in WWE, which is very strange. Yeah. But, you know, here, here's another thing I, I wonder about. You know, um, there's that boss fight company that is going to make those legends of lucha libre figures and they're making a pentagon and ray phoenix yeah and they look amazing oh yeah and they're in scale with mattel elites the whole deal what i remember thinking well since they're making those figures aew won't be able to well then aew did make pentagon and ray phoenix and to me they look just as good right so it kind of is one of those things i'm like all right so super seven's making these like Full disclosure, Series 1 of New Japan still hasn't shipped. So yeah. it's been a long time. So if AEW does get a deal worked out where they can make the Good Brothers, it's very possible that they will actually see release in AEW before the Super 7 ones even hit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Which, if, if that's the case, I can only imagine your answer here, but you're going to probably be more willing to buy a $20 figure than a $45 figure. 120%. Um, yeah, I mean... I'm not going to, if you, if you see them both on the shelf, absolutely. I'm going to buy the $20 figure. Right. I mean, it just, well, cause I mean, that's another thing. The factor of a super seven, you're also going to have to pay shipping. Right. And right. so you're looking at probably 
ten dollars, I would imagine. I don't know how much it is, but so you're looking at probably what a fifty, almost a fifty-five dollar investment on a figure. Whereas, yeah. even if you bought the, if AEW does make them, which I don't know if they will, because they're still technically with Impact, even though they're making AEW appearances. Right. Don't know how that works. I don't know how exclusive Impact contracts are. If anyone could get a deal where they work both places, it would probably be the Good Brothers, in my opinion. Yep. So. Who knows? They did release a new shirt with them all doing the two sweet, so which I think is awesome. But uh, anyway, I, I don't know. I just think I think the fact that we got Pentagon and Ray Phoenix, I didn't think that was going to happen, and it did happen. So who knows? Who knows, man? I, I'd I'd like to see it, man. I think uh, I think Gallows and Anderson they're they're deserving guys to get figures if they if anybody. Right, and I thought their WWE elite WWE elites, excuse me, looked really good, and I think these look good too. I just think that it's one of those things where. You know, the more figures they get, the better because they're they're very deserving. They're very good talents, and I think finally the world's going to start to see that. Absolutely. All right. Well, big underscore Bane. We now have to uh, make some announcements because Resolution Reckoning is coming in January January thirtieth, two thousand twenty one, exclusively on YouTube. Uh, last week, man, we made some we made some crazy announcements. A lot of a lot, lot of title matches happening. Well, another thing that's happening on this show. We're going to have four, that's right, four, four-man battle royals. The yes. winners of those four battle royals will face off in a four-way match where the winner will be the new number one contender for the PHPW Championship at Boss Fight. Yes, um, and that, that four-way, that square dance, as we like to call it, that's elimination style, so it's, it's all the way down the wire. And, uh, Amazing. Every... every Three out of four of the people who make it to that square dance elimination match, they're going to get some kind of title opportunity at Boss Fight in April. So there's a lot of big match implications in this. Big time. It's, it's a huge... These four battle royals are huge implications for our big show in, in April. I'm, I'm excited for it. So this week we're going to announce two... Of the Battle Royals, I'm going to announce one, you're going to announce one. Who do you want to go first? You want to go first or you want me to? You know, I'd say we could rock, paper, scissor for it, but we, we wouldn't be able to tell who's who. Um, Most so, likely you would win. But. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I will let you go first. All right, so one of the uh, Battle Royals we are going to see at Resolution Reckoning will feature Ethan Chambers versus the Scranton Strangler Versus Scott Toon from Fully Posable versus Elvis Aliaga. This is going to be a tough one to call, man. It's going to be a tough one to call, and I can't tell you how excited I am that we have tag team members in this battle royal. Dude, that's so fun. I'm super excited about that, too. I'm, I'm, I'm so stoked because that means, like, imagine if Scott Toon beat out all three competitors, got to the the four-way uh, square dance and ended up even if he didn't win at all even if he made it to the last two competitors he still gets some kind of title shot at boss fight and and that's that's awesome i i think that's that's so cool to see because that means he could potentially not only fight for like a tag team championship but he would also have a singles title to hold over his shoulder too Dude, that would be so cool. I mean, I think, you know, Ethan Chambers came in with a lot of hype. The Scranton Strangler's kind of been a wild card this entire time. Yeah. But then you got someone like Elvis Aliaga, who I think is just destined to be a top guy here. Absolutely. A lot of things are going to be happening. And this is going to be a really fun match. I'm excited for it. It's a really fun match. And also, too, I want to mention before I go into my battle royal is that we have a rule here that if you're new to the company, you have to beat the gatekeeper champion to even go for another championship. But this right. right here, this is like pretty much your one and only out to to bypass the gatekeeper championship to go for the heavyweight championship or any of the other championships. And so I think I think this is a great opportunity for anybody who's maybe wanting to skip the line and go to the heavyweight championship. But it's um, definitely an amazing opportunity. Absolutely. So the second battle royal, we're gonna have. Here we go. The other half of Fully Posable, Jeff Toon, taking Amazing. on Mike the Cleaner Ooh. versus Kreger of Wreck My Podcast. Nice. Versus that, that will be his like in-ring debut, I believe. Absolutely, yeah. I'm, I'm extremely excited about that. Versus, so think about that. He could, he could win his debut match and be 
in an Abort Contenders match. Yes, absolutely. That's insane. Yeah. And then we also have Eric Barker. That guy's a son of a bitch. He absolutely is a son of a bitch, but he's getting a title shot, or he's an opportunity to get a title shot. Well, now let's talk about this right here, Big Underscore Bane, another possibility. In your battle royal, Jeff Toon, and mine, Scott Toon, what if they both win? Yeah. I mean, we could see brother against brother. And these are real-life brothers, not storyline brothers. And you know what? I would love to see that. That's that's how we get butts in the seats, Breaker. I love it. I think that's awesome. Yeah, so, so everything announced so far. We have the two battle royals. We have the Die Hard Championship. No rules, no disqualification. Poetic Prophet versus David Thomas. The inevitable clash at Resolution Reckoning 2021. We also have the Gatekeeper Championship. Aaron Anders versus Jason Wolfe. Um, which I, dude, I'm so excited about that match. I, I, Aaron Anders, he's been like really gunning for that championship since he got here. And so I'm he excited has, yeah. to see this one-on-one -on -one confrontation. Um, then of course we also have the tag team championship doing the favor in their first title defense versus high level enterprise. That's going to be quite a match right there. Um, cause you know, high level enterprise has kind of been. I think maybe push to the side a little bit. At least that's how they feel and yep. with doing the favor and fully posable. I think, you know, doing the favor, it's their first big defense. I mean, it could be their last. You never know. Absolutely. I mean, a high level enterprise, they got a chip on their shoulder and they're going to, they're going to, you know, do something about it at resolution reckoning. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to see it, but breaker, we also have our main event. I'm stoked about this. Drew Vinsel versus big Chuck. You know, Drew Bensel said on Twitter he is just one cervix crusher away from being the new PHPW champion. Yeah, and he ain't I, it, wrong. It could happen. He, yeah. No, not at all. I mean, you talk about a guy who was skyrocketed to the top. I mean, immediately. Well, right, and you, we were just talking about Craiger from my podcast being in one of the Battle Royals. I mean, that could be him. Craiger could win that Battle Royal, win the, the square dance match. He could be wrestling Drew Bensel at Boss Fight if Drew Bensel wins. I mean, like this— right. This is legitimate, like, how quickly things can change here. Yeah, the, the face of the company, it's, it can change, like, quickly, quickly. Yes, which is also what keeps it interesting. So I'm, I'm excited for Resolution Reckoning. You can pick up the official T-shirt on our Redbubble store and uh, get ready. It's going to debut on YouTube on January 30th. Absolutely. Well, Big Underscore Bane, last week we announced our next tournament, which is going to be the best to never be WWE champion. Obviously, this is uh, this is already going to catch some controversy. But let me just put it out there, okay? We can do this tournament again with eight different people, which we probably will because this is a fun concept. So, absolutely, you know, relax over there if your guy didn't make it. He I'll can just, make the next one. I'll just say this. If your guy wasn't in the tournament, suck it. Deal with it, you know? <laughs> I mean, just deal with deal it. Deal with it. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you make the tournament next time, okay? Give it to me. Give me what I want. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we need more Batista. Absolutely, we do. Well, I think it's uh, it's only appropriate that we start at the top of the bracket on the left side. And this is a match that I feel like I know which way it's going to go, but you never know. Because mm -hmm. both guys definitely had long runs. They both were kind of in that upper echelon. And it's Owen Hart. Against Goldust, um, you know Goldust was kind of a over-the-top character, especially for the time period he was in. He was Intercontinental Champion a few times, but never got to that top-tier status. And Owen Hart, another guy, was always kind of right there, but never quite made it. Although I, I have to say, personal opinion, it's got to be Owen, right? It's it's got to be. I love Goldust. I love Dustin Rhodes. I think he is one of the more understated superstars, pro wrestlers to ever be in the ring. Uh, he's one of those guys that is just honestly phenomenal at what he does. Yeah. And he doesn't get the credit that I feel like he deserves. And so as much as I love Dustin Rhodes and think he deserves everything in the wrestling world, I got to give this to Owen. I think Owen is always going to go down as like one of our sentimental favorites because, you know, it was just such an unfortunate way that he passed and stuff. 
Well, obviously. And, and I, I think you and I both know that had that incident not happened, he absolutely would have been top guy, or at least in the in the conversation of top guy uh, in the Attitude Era. And it's, well, oh yeah, it's just kind of a shame how everything went down. Well, and I know uh, Jericho made the point on uh, on his Dark Side of the Ring episode that he's like, think about when around the time he died is when all the really good wrestlers start showing up in WWE. Yeah, you know Eddie Guerrero, and then. You know, Jericho himself, Edge and Christian were starting to get going, the Hardy Boys. And he brought up that he thinks Owen Hart would have had a huge career resurgence in that time. Absolutely, because, I mean, think of those matches. I mean, they would have been incredible. Right. Think about Owen Hart and Kurt Angle, man. Yeah. Oh, my God. That would have been insane. I think they actually had a dark match, believe it or not. Oof. That would have been really good. Yeah. Like, I mean, so that's – and that's a really sad thing to think about because of how good Owen was. And he was only 34 when he died. So yeah. if he had – you know, because he could have easily wrestled another 10 years without even really probably having an issue. And, I mean, there's there's rumors that he was going to retire earlier than that. But you never know. If he was having fun, he may have stuck around. So sure, it's definitely hard to say. But that will be up on uh, at BBPH918. So go vote who you think sh- should move on in the tournament, Owen Hart or Goldust. And next week we will have another first-round match. Going to be fun. Good times, man. Well... Big underscore Bane, this is kind of interesting because we're, you know, we're wrapping up on our on our on our topics, but we you know, we don't have a guest. So it, it's still kind of a it's still kind of a getting used to process for this show, is it not? Yeah, yeah, but I'm cool with it because by the time we get done with our plugs, we'll, it'll probably hit around right around an hour. So I'm cool with that. For sure. Um, one thing I wanna I wanna touch on before we get into our plugs here. Um, the first episode of you know it's fake right will officially drop tomorrow as you're hearing this if you're listening on a sunday it'll drop on monday and uh big underscore bane i haven't let anyone hear this yet but you uh completed the the theme song for the show uh-huh. and you kind of took an idea of a song that i had and just basically put some lyrics on top of it um without giving away too much detail what it is i think people are going to dig it man it's it's a super cool track yeah, yeah, I, I did it. I did it a little bit differently than I uh, I normally do these theme songs that I've done in the past. So hopefully everybody digs it. I think it's fun, and I thought I, I thought it turned out pretty good. Well, and it's it's an iconic theme, you know. It's just kind of what I was going for a song that everyone probably remembers if you're a old school wrestling fan. And then I think it's kind of similar in the and what you did with uh, with Shinsuke Nakamura's theme for Jeff and Scott over Fully Posable and kind of sure. just adding a little bit of your own flair to it, which is a, this is a really fun thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited for everyone to hear it. Episode one drops tomorrow with Jack Gamble. So check it out. It's on iTunes already. If you want to subscribe, you can uh, be there when the episode drops. Do you plan on having Bill Venus on at any time? I hope not, but he <laughs> got on. I mean, the some bitch slapped me last time I saw him. I'm still pissed, man. He slapped me. Oh. And it's not even that it hurt. It's that, like, how dare you? Yeah. Like, how dare you? But, I, I mean, here's the thing. I never planned to have him on Power Hour as a guest, but that happened. He was our freaking last guest ever. I'll, I'll be honest. Bill Benis on You Know It's Fake Right might just completely ruin all credibility for that show. <laughs> <laughs> it, he's literally the worst ever. Um, I, I'm sure at some point something will happen where, you know, He'll be involved, I'm, I'm assuming, because for some reason I can't get this guy out of my life. But I definitely want to – I definitely – I need to figure out a way to slap him back. So sure. that, may be the, that may be the next course of action. I don't know. Yeah, best way to build is to, is to, is to build a wrestling ring, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Rubber bands and a mattress. Yeah, if, if you build it, he'll come, I think. Yeah, he definitely will. Well, uh, thank you guys for checking out another edition of breaker and bane's power hour big underscore bane anything else you want to add before we plug it up here man let's just wrap it up well of course check out some of our other podcasting buddies we've mentioned a a few of them already but fully posable wrestling figure podcast with jeff and scott they drop a new show every sunday great dudes especially if you like the wrestling figure world check out their show just great dudes in general absolutely speaking of great dudes doing the favor with eric and barry great show 
Hilarious dudes. Highly recommend checking them out. Did you see that new Husky Heartthrob shirt? Yes. <laughs> In the vein of the Heartbreak Kid. I was I, like, that's good stuff. I loved it. I thought that was a genius, genius idea. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was that was a nice little callback. I was like, hell yeah. Absolutely. I dig that. <laughs> uh, the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric over there. Great dudes. Awesome you know, retro wrestling type of podcast, which is, you know, right in my wheelhouse. They love the old school stuff. So I'm all about that. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, ringside rant with RJ, check out his show. Uh, great dude. RJ's an awesome guy. He's been on the show in the past. So check him out for sure. The leisure and Lariat's podcast with ruthless Ryan Davidson. I'm supposed to be a guest on that show before too long. So we'll see if that happens. (laughs) Uh, the elite eight showdown with old big Chuck. Yeah. And Tim, I mean, should I know, we, do we have anything good should, to say about this? Should we set the timer? I mean, you said we were ending early. I mean, we got thirty minutes for for the for the shit talking here. I mean, oh yeah, we, go ahead. We, <laughs> I got nothing to say. Uh, I mean, I've been. I'll be honest. Full disclosure: I haven't listened to podcasts uh, pretty much since I had COVID because, like, I've just gotten out of the routine. So, yeah. um, but uh, well, it's hard too when you're at home doing nothing, right? Right. I mean, it's, it's a podcast or a driving at the gym yes activity no yeah. i totally get that and, yeah. and and i've gotten back in the routine of like listening to music so i've gotten I, i've listened started listening to things that like i haven't listened to in a while and then like new albums from bands i haven't listened to in a while and so it's like completely gotten out of the routine of podcasting and i will blame that on big chuck and tim because i turn on their show and like my god let me turn on some music <laughs> Oh, hey, that's our heavyweight champion you're talking about. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. No, those guys are great guys over there. I mean, you know, they're, they're all right. You know, the good show, fun show, hell of a fun show. Always new tournaments. And, uh, you know, Big Chuck stole our idea of tournaments, and that's, that's fine. Uh, and he put it on his own podcasting format, and he does them rapid fire, just one tournament every episode. And that's fine. That's fine if you want to do that, you know, steal our ideas um, and say that they're your own ideas and things of that nature. But, you know, that's, that is what it is. I mean, it's fine. I'm not going to say it's fine because I still don't like the guy, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I just – I did see their latest episode. This one actually – I haven't listened yet, but I was like, oh, that's a fun idea. It's the best, weirdest fighting game character. And I, I love, like, fighting games. That's been one of my favorite video game genres ever, so I think that will be a fun one. Who, I wonder who's in that bracket. I might, have to, I might have to get back in my routine because I'm really curious about who's in that bracket because if Blanca's not in that bracket, then I am discrediting them for anything. Dude, if you think about, like, all the Street Fighter characters, think of, like, Dalsum. Right. Like that's a super weird character. Yeah. Well, even even like your normal guys, like Guile. You look at his haircut. That's weird. Uh, yeah. I think the only two normal guys are Ryu and Ken. Right. I mean. I mean Chun exactly, Li maybe, but like even she's even dressed kind of odd. But like, I mean, it's I don't know. It's weird. I mean, but then you got like Tekken and things like that. There's some weird MFers in there, and then uh, Mortal Kombat, of course, with the forearm giant. Guro or Goro or whatever his name was. Well, and then you remember like uh, Primal Rage, it was all the dinosaurs, but then there's like the random couple of big apes. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, okay, yeah. that's weird. And so it's a, there's a lot of, a lot of strange ones. But then then you could branch out, and they had the old Power Rangers fighting game with, with like half yeah. of them being the monsters. And, and then you got the, the Ninja Turtles fighting game from back in the day, the tournament edition that had the... Uh, that had all the weird characters in there. So, I mean, there's, there's, if you really wanted to branch out, you could find some weirdos. Oh, yeah. Well, and I think also, too, like the fighting games don't seem to be as prevalent now as they were back in the day. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there was, there was I mean, I think back in the day, there's a Street Fighter character on like Street Fighter 3 named Dudley. He's like this British guy, but okay. he has boxing gloves on. Okay. And, but he's wearing dress clothes. Like that's weird, right? <laughs> <laughs> like an old, old English type of boxer? Right, but it's like, why are you wearing dress clothes? Okay, <laughs> I don't. But again, we just didn't ask questions. We just put in our quarters and we played. Right, Vega's another one who's just like weird AF. Sure. Why does he have the Wolverine claws? I don't know. Right, exactly. Um, I mean, I mean, I don't know. There's a bunch of weird ones if you think about it. I mean, yeah. that's just 
as just kind of I think also too that fighting games is you know trying to keep everyone looking as different as possible you yeah, know oh yeah big time so uh, yeah I don't know it'll be that'll be a fun one though I'm I'm excited to hear that term of bracket and they're they're chosen by Big Chuck so I mean you know it's just gonna be dog shit well it's gonna be like some some like independent like only five people have heard of them like you know like the, from that fucking outriders game or something <laughs> you know <laughs> like oh it's huge in the in the miniature figure community <laughs> <laughs> i love like you have to make up a random voice just to make fun of them yeah. <laughs> good stuff well uh now that we're done bashing big chuck uh other shows to check out uh boots to the face check out their show check out tales from the estate from our good buddy drew Vinsel. yeah um i i haven't listened to a show in a little bit i just uh queued up a couple of episodes because i think that what's cool about that is it's him and his wife and you think about it there's not a lot of like husband and wife podcasts there are some for sure but that's kind of a that's kind of a fun dynamic absolutely it is yeah i think it's fun and again Full disclosure, I haven't listened to podcasts since October, and I haven't even had a chance to listen to his, but I'm subscribed, and as soon as I get back into it, that's going to be one of the first ones I play because I'm I'm excited to listen to it. Definitely. Uh, of course, wreck my podcast with all those guys who are all making an impact in uh, PHPW right now. Yep. Trivia with Buds with Ryan Buds, and then our good buddy uh, Jason Wolf at Jason WLF, or I'm sorry, at Art of Jason Wolf on Twitter, um, who's doing awesome custom Hasbro figures like, did you see that Red Rooster Roddy Piper? Dude, mix? I did. Yeah, or, uh, it's actually Red Rooster, but it's a Roddy Piper head. But it's also I can get a Ric Flair head. So yeah, he that's su- he's super cool. Killing it on those. Oh yeah, so much fun. And uh, of course, he's also got the Howlin' with the Wolf podcast. So yes. check that out as well. Uh, Grapple Holden to be the man. Evil ain't good. If you like wrestling comic books, check those out. You can find them on Amazon. To be the man's also on Comicsology. And then, of course, uh, our other podcasting uh, adventures. My new show, You Know It's Fake, right? The ongoing battle with the dirtiest four-letter word in pro wrestling. The very first episode drops on Monday. So subscribe it, get ready, because it's coming in hot. Oh, hell yeah. And then uh, do we have any updates on the one known as Bill Venus? No updates as of yet, but I I just, I... I, Pray to the pray to the good Lord above that I'd never hear a knock at my door or get a text from anybody uh, named Billy on my phone, and um, yeah, it's, I'm just hoping that it doesn't happen. So we'll we'll see. He's been he's been really quiet lately, which makes me nervous. Yeah, it makes me think that he's playing on something big, and it uh, it, it has me concerned, Breaker. Do you think he's upset that he got fired from PHPW? I think that's part of it. It could be. It could be, but um. I, I just, I, I don't know. I get worried. I almost get like, I get more worried when he's not talking to me than when he is talking to me every day. Oh yeah. I you can know? see that. It's like, I almost feel like checking in on him, but then it's like, that's opening a whole can of worms. I don't want to. Yeah. Uh, but it's a, uh, I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird. Well, good riddance. That's what I say. Screw you, Bill Venus. <laughs> Next time I see you, I'm going to slap you right in your face. <laughs> Um, well, also too, you know, we we always throw a plug out to all your all your music out there, Big Underscore Bane, you know, yes. Spotify, Apple, all that stuff. Well, you just uh, released a new uh, a new song. Yeah, it was kind of a surprise. Um, in in light of all the craziness that happened, I, I released a song. It's just on SoundCloud right now because um, I wasn't planning on releasing it, and. I'm not going to officially release it until things are closer to being done. And, and I'll kind of let that be the single, I guess. Um, and um, yeah, it's called uh, fascism and it was, um, it's just a yeah quick little song. It's, it's actually got a mix between my rapping stuff and my anti-bane stuff that I do. So it's kind of like a fun little, little thing and so uh yeah give it give it a chance i posted a link on twitter and uh my facebook page if you follow those so give it a shot it's it'll be uh it's not even fully mixed yet that's the funny thing about it so it'll be fully done uh completely mixed and everything like that and and ready to go whenever the album's out but uh, if you wanted to hear like a little demo version of it yeah it's up there right now well and and we talked about in the past where you know you could probably put something out rather quickly, but you want it to be good. Right. And so right. it's not so much about probably making money as it is just putting out 
good stuff. Right. Well, and also too, with this, like it, it's not only got to be good, but it has to make sense. Like if I'm telling a story, right. like everything has to make sense for the story. So like, this Are is, you sure about that? Have you ever watched WWE? Well, that's true. I guess <laughs> I guess I could go ahead and release it and just call it like Monday Night Raw. Um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, it's all got to make sense with the with the story. So I'm trying to trying to piece it all together. But that that particular song is kind of um, the 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 breaking point, as it were, kind of like where the the main character finds his purpose throughout the story. And so I thought, with everything going on in the world, not to get too deep into that, but it kind of felt fitting. So. Um, I, yeah. just, I just decided to go ahead and drop it, but it's on my SoundCloud. And, um, so like I said, links are on my Facebook page and my, uh, Twitter. So check it out when you get a chance. Awesome. And then of course, um, check out our Patreon, BBP, uh, patreon.com forward slash BBPH $1, $3, $5 tiers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you get the energy shot, which we just had a new energy shot go up this week, which, uh, was kind of a fun topic that we, we actually recorded this a while back, and I think we forgot to release it, but it was, uh, why did they push this guy? Kind of talking about people that they may have given a pretty good push in, in wrestling before. And, like, what, we didn't really understand why they got such a push type right. of thing. Yep. So I think that's a, that's a fun thing to, to dive into. Um, what, one thing to add on to that for the patrons, we have sent out gifts and I don't think they've arrived yet. And I'm also worried that they got lost in the mail. I'm starting to get worried. So um, uh, let us know whenever you guys get those. Send us a DM and, and let us know. So hopefully you guys get them very soon because I sent them out before Christmas. So you guys absolutely should have gotten them by now. Yeah, I've kind of I've noticed a lot of things have been like late in the mail. And I don't really understand why that is. But yeah. Uh, I did message uh, a patron to say, hey, did you get this? And the reason I said that without giving away what it is, I was like, this will definitely be something that they all post on social media because it's pretty cool. Right. And it's very, um, you know, it's very individualistic for them. So, again, something that they would all dig, I think. And the fact that no one's posted, it kind of made me wonder. And the person I talked to said, no, I haven't got anything yet. I'm like, okay. So, hopefully it's just – the mail has been delayed a lot. I know. Um, I sent out a package to uh, to Jason Wolf, and he didn't get it for like almost a week and a half after they said it was going to arrive. Yeah. So it's pretty crazy right now. So hopefully, um, hopefully they'll show up soon. I hope so. So anyway, so be on the lookout for that if you're a patron, because uh, we think you guys will dig these. Absolutely. And, of course, you can get all of our T-shirts on uh, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, BBPH.RedBubble.com, WhatABanoover.net, search by store for uh, Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, and Big Underscore Bane also has a T-shirt store available there. So you get all of our cool merchandise. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, Average Panda Gear and Outsiders Beard Co. Anything new happening there, man? Outsiders Beard Co. The uh, obviously the Christmas scents are Dunsky, but our winter scents are available right now. And um, winter scents, obviously cinnamon apple, you guys did see before Christmas. But gentlemen's tomahawk is back, baby. Oh yeah, it's and, one of my favorites. And it is back for the winter season. So if you, you've never smelt gentlemen's tomahawk. It is bringing and kind of keeping that peppermint uh, uh, scent profile alive, but it's mixed in with a little bit of mandarin. And so it's nice. I love it. It's a very unique combination, but my God, I absolutely love it. So check out, uh, check out Outsiders Beard Co. You can get yourself the combo pack uh, or or just the oil and the balm. And I'm also working out uh, some kinks to maybe add another scent um, because I, for the winter time, I'm kind of wanting to follow suit with so far with the fall and things like that and pretty much every other season. I want to make sure that I have a woodsy scent available for everybody. So I'm trying to figure out a combination for that that's different from what I've already released, but also something that um, will still smell really good and be unique to the wintertime. So. Very cool. Well, what I can smell again, I'm really going to love these. So Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So apparently, I, I revealed last week that I was on the mend from COVID. I'm actually feeling immensely better. Yeah, obviously. But um, and you obviously you dealt with COVID a couple of months before I did. But 
you lose your taste and smell. When people say you lose it, I mean, I'm talking, it's not like slightly gone. It's completely gone. It is. And it, it is the weirdest mind F in the world. It really, it really is. And I've, I've come to the conclusion that I think um, we use our sense of smell more than we realize. Yeah. And when you lose your smell, it really jacks with you because yeah. I mean, you can't, I, it's hard to even try to enjoy food. Oh yeah. Big time. Cause you can't smell anything. So it's like, well, you know, you eat food that you like, but I guess realistically you could eat food you don't like because yeah. you can't, you can't taste anything. You're legitimately only eating for sustenance when you can't smell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's very, very strange. So, um, I had said before, one of the ways I kind of gauged it is I have some of the sample packs of the, uh, outsiders beard, beard balm. Uh-huh. And I, but always kind of smell them. Like, oh, I can smell that. Oh, I can smell that. And right. Right now, I cannot at all. Yeah. <laughs> and it sucks. <laughs> Definitely sucks. Yeah, it's it's a it's a weird feeling. That is for sure. All right, man. Well, I think that wraps up episode three hundred and sixty-two. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. And we will see you guys in seven days. Peace, easy. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> it ain't over till I say it's over. So lock the cage up, cause this is a takeover. The wait's over. If this the final time we meet, then you'll be on your back at my feet. Then I'll tip the cage over as a hangover. I'm super fly, so I can splash off the top. And I can shut down the shop. Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop. And I'm always gonna rise to the top. Champ like the rock. I do not give a fox or let that shit drop. Man, I'm so over. Double pistols. What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can I dig it? Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.